you're a qualified electrician. What does that mean? Well, to me, it means that you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. There's so many DIY sparkies all over the world that think they know what they're doing, but are actually putting lives at risk. And in today's podcast, I'm going to go over five of the major common mistakes that DIYs are making. Not only to help you know where to start looking once you've been called out to fix it, but to help explain to customers how important it is to get things right by an electrician, along with some shocking stories that you wouldn't believe unless you were there yourself. Welcome back to Toolbox Talks for Electricians. I am Ben Poulter, your host once again. And the mistakes detailed here are not only made by DIYs, to be honest. Some of these have been made by qualified electricians too. So number one, do you remember back in the days when it was the old black and red cables? The harmonised colours come into effect in 2004 and this is it in the UK, we sort of harmonised it with the rest of the world. And the colours changed to brown being live and blue being neutral. And that's only on a 240 supply. And I better say as well, that's 240 AC as well, because DC was different, 24 volt. All, all the different colours, they harmonised with the rest of the world. So they all changed colour. It got quite confusing, especially at the time when I worked in the DC power engineer where the cables used to be black and blue and then they changed to grey and blue and basically the the neutral or the positive side or the negative side I can't remember now it got reversed so that was it, it did cause problems people blew it up because in, D, in DC power there's not actually a qualification to become a DC power engineer the company whole work they had any Tom Dick and Harry that used to be a painter used to be a plumber because a DC power engineer back in the I don't know 2003 2004 it was booming at the time but there is still so many houses all over the UK that are still wired in the old red and black colors to this day and it confuses people wiring sockets the wrong way around it can be a huge risk especially if the property is fitted with an old consumer unit that's not going to trip the fuse. You're not going to know. You're just going to walk away unless you're experienced and you're tested. See what you've done. But wiring socket, the one way around, can obviously cause reverse polarity. When some appliances, they will still work on reverse polarity, especially like a lamp or a light fitting maybe. But in most cases, it'll blow that computer up or it'll blow something electronic up. It'll ruin it. But obviously in a worst case scenario, it's going to cause a fire. So it'll be a good thing to remember that red is now brown and black is now blue. I say it again on a 240 supply only, 240 AC. So on to the next common mistake that people make. And this mistake's obviously not just done by DIYs again. Some electricians do it. Maybe if you get your apprentice or your mate that's working with you to terminate. When you terminate into a switch or a socket and they don't really give it that extra little nick to make sure it's tight and it's in there. So sometimes they think like, if as long as it's in there and it's screwed in, it's okay. Or no, you've got to make sure, especially on sockets, that they're nice and tight because you never know that some, what someone's going to plug into that socket. If it's loose and you plug it in a phone charger, yeah, no doubt that'll work over time. But then later on, if they come along and plug a heater into it, that's going to start drawing a lot of current. On a twing socket with a couple of one kilowatt heaters plugged into it, that's going to start pulling eight amps. And yes, I might hear you saying on a double socket, if it's a ring circuit on a 32 amp, 8 amps will be fine. 
but that wire, that cable in there will get a little bit warm and it'll get warm and loose, warm and loose. So just make sure then terminals are tight because over time, if they get warm and loose and then it starts causing arcing, that's where you're in trouble because it's when a cable starts getting warm, it gets hot, cold, hot, cold, and then it becomes a little gap. And that arcing will start arcing across and arcing will get hotter and hotter. When it arcs, things get hot. That's how it works. And then over time, that's going to cause a fire. But the same thing goes for over-tightening as well. I've seen it a bit. I've had lads work with me over time, but they think, ah, oh, it's gone so tight, it spins. That's enough. Well, no. They've even done it myself. I've tied up so much. You think you're being strong, you want to get nice and tight, but it starts spinning. You've threaded the screw. Well, that's it. That ain't never going to go tight again. Now you've got to replace that socket or replace that switch. Whatever you're ruining your threads on, replace it because that's going to cause you a problem a long time down the road. So when you're doing an installation and just make sure they're nice and tight and the cables are in, give them a tug. Always give them a tug to make sure they come out because nine times out of 10, sometimes they do come out the terminal and it's a nightmare later on if you're testing, you think, well, that reading's a bit high. I wonder why. Well, you'll know why because that's a loose terminal. So tighten your connections up. Well, I was told FT when I was apprentice, which obviously was effing tight, but that's too tight because it ran out the screw off. So you've just, you Test it. You've got to try it out to find out how tight you can do it with your terminal screwdriver. And this next one, no electrician should make this mistake. If you're an electrician and you've been through an apprenticeship or a training course, you should know your cable sizes and what cable sizes are used for what supply. If you've got an appliance that uses 10 kilowatts, you should know what cable size and what size fuse to put that on. But the most common mistake I found by electricians and DIY people, maybe the people that install bathrooms and kitchens, is that isolator to the pull cord to the shower. Because when a bathroom fit has come along and it's had to install a new electric shower, yep, I will install your new electric shower, put your new electric electric shower in there, included in the price, because that'll be easy, because that's what they can do to, that's the finishing touches in it, put a new, nice new Mara shower in there. But yeah, it won't work. You've put a 10 kilowatt fantastically power shower in there, which is great but it doesn't work because it's on a six mil cable and six mil cables can only carry up to 35 amps, which is 8.4 kilowatt. So when someone comes along and installs a new 10 kilowatt shower and doesn't upgrade the cabling, that cable's going to get hot, especially when that shower is trying to draw maximum current to do its job. It's what it's built for. 10 kilowatts is what it's built for. So it's going to draw maximum amount of current, especially on startup. And then over time, that melts the ice layer always happens i could not tell you how many isolators i've been to replace for a shower and every isolator is melted due to the cable sizes being too small and the showers being too big i've even been to a job before where someone said that they've fitted a, a kitchen or the customers called me up because they've had a fitted bathroom and they've kept replacing they had three new showers in there but it keeps tripping the fuse keeps doing the same thing and they wonder why they thought they'd call an electrician to find out because obviously the bathroom fit. He stopped ignoring the calls in the end because he didn't have a clue what was going. He'd replaced three showers. He'd tried his best, but he just didn't know. He's got the wrong size cabling. He's got six more cabling. He didn't even change a fuse because obviously he was a kitchen fair, I suppose. So fair enough, he didn't change a fuse because he could have caused a fire later on down the line. But he kept, he did his best. He tried to change the shower. But at the end of the day, if you're going to upgrade the shower, have a bit of knowledge or don't have any bit of knowledge, get an electrician to do it. It's the only way it's going to work properly. 
and you think a shower is something you want to get right. That's used every day, all day, especially a family of five. It's probably used five times a day. Well, at least 20 times a week, if they wash a lot, to be honest. Right, so number four, and when you're being told by a customer, when you turn up at the house and they say, yeah, yeah, I want a supply to my garden, there's a big, thick black cable that goes up the garden. We want to use that. That's what we want to connect our new fancy-dancy hot tub to. And so they assume, yeah, it's going to be chips, chips, like it's fine. But to a person that's, to the untrained eye, may I say, that that big, thick, black cable is, yeah, it's just a 1.5 steel wire arm 3 core. It's not actually that thick. It's probably for a lighting circuit or a street lamp that was once in there. It's not going to be any good for a hot tub. And after a bit of a conversation with someone, I only say this because this has happened a few times, that nine times out of ten, that customer has already had another electrician come round and say, yeah, you can't use that cable, mate. It's uh, too small, it'll melt and not work. Maybe even trip the fuse. It's just not going to happen. No person in their right mind will connect a silly little cable just because it looks big. A lot of the time they see it looks big. It's like a 20 mil diameter, but it's a, a still wide armor cable. It's the armor around it that's thick and the cores inside are still small so they but the customer doesn't want to pay for a new cable because that's probably a, like a, a 50 50 meter run to the back of their garden so i think hmm how much is a new cable then when you say around 500 quid they're like whoa 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 but they've just went out and paid five grand for a new hot tub but another 500 pound to get the electric electrical supply to it done properly yeah i don't want to do that i don't want to fork out that you got to in incorporate the costs into installing something if you're going to buy it Otherwise, you're going to get a hot tub there. This is going to be a fancy paddling pool. But the sorry thing is, especially over here in the UK, and I bet it's the same all over the world, that if you want a job done cheap and dangerous, sooner or later, you're going to find someone willing to take your money to do the job. But I bet you that they, well, you won't be able to get hold of them when there's a problem. When you say, excuse me, that's like melted and burnt my house down. Yeah, that, that 50 quid, they would have got a new phone. They're not going to come back. So again, that's a perfect example, once again, is, is get an electrician to do the job. They're trained in doing something safe. That's what we want to do. We want to do things safe and sound. Like another huge mistake that I see, not just DIYs do, but people in domestic premises as well, what they do. How many times have you seen an extension lead plugged into an extension lead just so they can create more sockets? So they've got more sockets outlet to plug more things into. But it's a, basically a fire waiting to happen. If you're thinking of a coil lit, uh, extension lead all cord up, they haven't even unwound it so it can disperse the heat. Because that's what one extension lead needs. If you're going to use an extension lead, it's for extending it. Not for having it cord up and then plugging a heater into it. Because in effect, it's going to, well, it's going to be basically a heater. If you think how a, a motor's wired, it's got the windings inside. You're basically doing exactly the same thing with that extension lead. And that extension lead, when it's called up, it can get hot. And that's going to cause a fire in the long run. I was called out to an insurance job one day. And this family, luckily they were alive, to be honest, they had an electrical fire. And I was taken upstairs, I came in and I said, they just needed the electric check-in to make sure that they could still live in the property. And they thought, they assumed, I suppose, they wanted it to make safe. So the house looked okay until I got upstairs to this one back bedroom. And laying on the floor of that, underneath the window was two extension leads coiled up 
but they had one plug on for some reason. I more than likely got it from a car boot sale, which probably weren't even pat tested or safe. I don't know. I don't know because it was black. It, was, it burnt cinders. But they had two more panel heaters in there as well. So they had that to heat up the baby's room of all. It was the baby's room with a cot in there. The, luckily, the baby weren't in there, which was a good thing. But it's to keep the baby warm in that room. They've got two panel heaters plugged in. It was just, if you saw it, you could just see that, that that's going to cause a fire. And it did. The place was black. And the customer, he didn't have a clue to say, like, oh, yeah, this, I can see why this has happened. They just cause they ain't got a clue why it went wrong. Just, uh, it must have been a fault somewhere. Something happened. Faulty heater. Doubt it, mate. And he assumed it was a matter of just replacing the socket fronts. And like, yeah, that would all be fine because it was probably a heater fault. So we're just going to put a new socket front on and air for it will be fine. Well, unfortunately for that guy, that part of the house was, it was just wrecked. It was smoke damaged, it was melted. And you can't walk away just by putting a new socket front on and saying, yep, that's tested out fine. It, it Even if it tested out fine, I wouldn't have been happy leaving it. That's got to be damaged somewhere along the line. It might have tested it, but as soon as it moved or as soon as you draw the current... That could have caused a fire. So any fire damage, you rip the whole lot out and start again. But what sealed the deal for me as well is um, they had a cellar and that's where the fuse board was. So I went down and checked on the fuse board to say, hang about, like, let's just see if the uh, fuse done its job, blew the fuse or tripped the fuse. It was an old wireless board that had the rewirable fuses. It was a 20 amp supply for the sockets. But when I pulled it out, it had been replaced with a 32 amp fuse wire. It happens all the time people just get any bit of fuse wire if they put it in it pop they think right i'll put a bigger one in that ain't gonna pop don't understand how dangerous that'll be that's why mcb's miniature circuit breakers came into effect because you can't just change them you've got to be an electrician really to change them but you've got to have a bit of knowledge people don't like going to the fuse board electric kills it won't gear it can give you a little shock but if you faff up completely asking the gear one shock will be your last so not only did this property add the called-up extension leads, were basically two little heaters waiting for a fire to happen, that cable to that bedroom that he was plugged into was also heating up all the time and waiting for a fire to happen. It was just a mess and basically ended up having to rewire the whole property. But I also made sure to that customer that I had to explain to him in great detail how lucky he was to be alive with how the place was wired, of how what went on. And every customer will say to it, well, it's like that when I moved in. How long have you been living here? 10 years. Mm -hmm. it, the thing is, it could have been possibly like that when he moved in. I don't know. Who am I to judge? I'm just glad that no one was hurt and I wasn't going there to sort of, I don't know, investigate a fire that was killed somebody. That would be terrible. Now, I can understand that some people may not have the money to call an electrician to come out and do any work to their house. But it's when people go cheap and if they, they've got a quote off someone that's maybe £500 but they're like, hang about, this guy says he'll do it for a tenner. Yeah, he will do it for a tenner because he don't know what he's doing. You'll always find someone with a little bit of knowledge. Ah, I'll give that a go. If you're going to pay them £10, they need that £10. So they're going to take it. And us as electricians, we, I think we do. We're a bit perfectionist. We take pride in our work. In fact, that we know what we're doing and why we're doing it. And when we walk away from someone's property, we're quite confident that that is not going to catch fire. I've had it before where people have phoned me up and said, Ben, this socket, it keeps tripping, it keeps tripping. I am glad it keeps tripping 
then causes a fire. I will turn up a hundred times for that socket to be tripping and find the fault rather than come round and be sued or get put in prison because he's killed somebody. I'd rather it trip. That's the whole reason we do it, like, because I'd rather it not kill somebody. So if you're not sure about what you're doing, don't do it. Or educate yourself in finding out how to do it. There's so many horror stories that you see over time that I could probably tell you that you probably know these bodge jobs that you've found in some people's properties. I've had to remove a main fuse before to a caravan site because someone had tried to bypass the meter and they've gone straight into the bottom of the head. I said, oh, I am not touching that, not a chance. The neutral had burnt out and the power had obviously gone off. It was feeding about 10 or 12 caravans. I said, I'm not touching that. Oh, go on, just do it. You're an electrician. I'll give him my tool, said you do it. No. Walked away. I pulled that fuse out because I said, please, please. Like, I don't know, care what trouble you get into. Whether you've got to pay for someone doing this, say someone else did it. But you've got to call the Western Power grid out because that's going to kill somebody. So I pulled the fuse out and took it with me because I couldn't leave it like it. There's kids in them caravans, there's families. I didn't want to be responsible. But. I found out later on that they found someone to do it. Uh, yeah, they rang me up and told me, Ben, we've got someone to do it, someone better than you. Like, so they went out and bought a new fuse as well, because what's a new fuse from the wholesalers? I don't know, 50 quid? From, I would have assumed they would have got fined, or someone would have been fined through all that flipping mess that they did in that head. But it happens all over. That isn't the first one I've seen. If you've got horror stories yourself, jump inside of the Toolbox for Talk for Electricians group and let me know. It'd be good to start a conversation. And sometimes you don't even know what people have done. You can't believe it what people have done that are lucky to be alive. So until next time, I'll see you again. 